This episode is brought to you in part by our Patreon members. If you want to support the Geek Therapy Network and learn more about our exclusive perks, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. My name is Josue Cardona with Ali Matu. Yo! Not Ali Matu. No, this is A-L-I to the M-A-T-T-U. Just like the boxer. <laughs> and Lauren Keller. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> So this is episode 150. This what? Is, yeah, what? Yeah, I know. This is a, a milestone episode, um, which I didn't really plan anything huge for. I'm oh, man. What do you gonna... get someone on, the, on their 150th podcast? Whatever you want. I accept almost anything as a gift. Okay, I, Be creative. I get you like a special microphone or a, oh, uh, man. some I, kind I, of audio mixer? I don't, I don't know. I do have an Amazon wish list <laughs> that is public. <laughs> <laughs> for exactly occasions like this one, <laughs> Lord, I feel like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. This is a big deal. Well, I was just thinking, Ali, you and I joined up GT Radio on episode 117, I think. So it's That's right. our thirty third episode that, that we both a missed a couple. Lot. So that doesn't sound nearly as special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's not, um, but <laughs> but I do I do absolutely want to thank you both for for being here every week because without you I definitely wouldn't show up every week because it's really hard to do something on your own, oh. and I am so glad that you've you've joined me and uh, ironically Lara isn't here but she's been on for over a hundred episodes now Woo! so yeah. yeah. Yeah, without her I think you know all of this would have fallen apart I would have fallen apart so Lara if you're listening thank you. We thank love you. you. Thank you. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toot your horn a little bit, Josue. Um, I think it is amazing here celebrating 150 uh, episodes because when you started this, I always will remember this, you started this podcast to celebrate um, the voices of others and to lift up the voices of others. And I think to, to see where the Geek Therapy Network is now, um, it's so amazing how many voices have been um, celebrated on this podca- podcast. So congratulations, my friend. That is a, a fantastic milestone. Thank you. Thank you. It feels, it feels really good. It feels really good. These arbitrary milestones feel fantastic. And in addition to thank you, thanking you guys, uh, I also want to thank new Patreon supporters. What? New patrons. Woo! I know. I know. We got two this week. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Josh, for becoming patrons. What? This what? Is, yep. Not one this week. Two. This is even better. That's that's how you can celebrate. If you want to get me anything <laughs> for for uh, celebrating 150 episodes, <laughs> more join our patrons. Patreon. Yeah, join our Patreon. Woo! Yeah. Whew. Oh, feels so good. I think we need to give a shout out to Mark on Twitter at <laughs> Cruzy96. For apparently, I don't know, like slightly dissing me. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> no. know. <laughs> no, 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 no. He is no. he is full of pure pureness and love and support of the Geek Therapy Network, and uh, we're the <laughs> we're the knuckleheads. <laughs> Mar- Mark is rocking this uh, his beautiful Media Matter shirt um, and shared it with us on Twitter. Mark, you look. Awesome, amazing. Thank you for representing. Also, if you want to get me something for <laughs> celebrating 150, 150 episodes, uh, buy a t shirt. <laughs> that is. Um, or stickers. 
or stickers or a mug or a tote bag, there's something unreal about seeing someone uh, proudly wearing something that uh, you designed and made. And it's so good. Any any mouse pads for sale, Josue? So, so I've talked to the team over at T-Public, <laughs> and there are more items coming soon. I asked about hats and keychains. I did not ask about mouse pads. But next time I talk to the team over there, I will make sure to pass your question along. Or screensavers. Any early 1990s related <laughs> computer <laughs> accessories. I'll take it. Um, yeah, like a, like a 32 megabyte uh, flash drive. Something would be like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would that. like a stack of uh, 50 hours of AOL online discs, please. <laughs> would, would you like it? Um, would you like a CD or a 3.5 inch floppy? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> However you want to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough tangents. <laughs> Going oh, back I to thought the... that was like going to launch into an important topic, but no, no, no. that was just another tangent. But I'm going I'm to bring it back to the, yeah, bring it back to the 150 um, episodes and so many years of geek therapy. And uh, a big part of geek therapy also is our mailing list. We have hundreds of people on that mailing list that we've um, gathered over the years. And uh, every week we gain and lose because that's natural. Every time we send an email, somebody's like, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> And I'm subscribed. So that's, that's normal. But uh, we've continued to grow. And every time I started, I, I, at one point, I set it up in a way where you got the email and it would refer to you by name. Like, hi, Ali. Hi, Lauren. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't like those. I don't like asking for name at the beginning. Anyway, so I've been trying to come up with a, a way to um, refer to everyone. And I couldn't come up with a name. And uh, I'm, I'd like to bring that up to you. And to the community at large, like what might be a good name to refer to us as, like the members of the community? I kind of, I feel like I'm missing that because when I'm writing, now I know that I'm writing to a lot of people and I want to refer to everybody as something. And I couldn't think of something. So the only one that, the first one that came to mind is because uh, I, I do like the phrase geek out, do good for geek therapy. Like, like absolutely not. I'm not going to call people geek therapists. That is not going to happen. That's never going to happen. I think that if you identify as a geek therapist, that's like a very particular group within our community. But I'm not going to do that at large because like, not everybody's a therapist. You know what I mean? Like a therapist is a very specific thing. Although we'll see what, what people think about that later. But the good, geek out, do good thing. I was like, what do you, what do you call somebody that does good? It's like, oh, well, like, like a do-gooder. I remember hearing in cartoons <laughs> where people uh, referred to people as that. I was like, that would be weird if I started referring to people, to the group, as do-gooders. Would it? I don't know, because it's kind of like, it's always the villain that refers to the good guy as like a do-gooder, right? right. It's like, a, it's right. like um, I don't know, I'm, I'm okay with reclaiming it. Anyway, but I started looking up, uh, I, I went down a, a Google hole looking up the term do-gooder and I came across an article that asked why people love to hate on do-gooders, especially at work. Mm, mm-hmm. and that's how I got to that article. And I was thinking about that. And actually, um, Ali, before we were recording, we were talking about um, Tristan Miller, who yeah. uh, interviewed us both on his podcast on, on separate episodes. Positive a, and negative. It's about uh, art and creativity. Yeah. And um, definitely check it out. We've both been on the show recently. And... I'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, in, when, when he was talking to me, he asked me, like, how do people react to you being a therapist? Mm-hmm. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, well, it's, 
basically like it's always weird <laughs> you know <laughs> you know like it's never like good for you like that's amazing like thank you for your service nobody d- d- has ever said that to me you know um it's so more like, like oh yeah it's either like oh i'm gonna shut up because i don't want you to you analyze know, me analyze me uh or let me tell you about my kid right. <laughs> or my husband or whatever. Right. It's a, uh, something like that. Um, so it's, it's, and, and that's not necessarily a, a negative, but it got me thinking in general about, I think that Spider-Man's portrayal of a hero is probably more accurate than any other in the sense that like the city doesn't really like him all that much all the time. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, I think it's great when he's like swinging through uh, a group of people or he helps stop a mugging. There's always an old lady who like hits him with a purse <laughs> or somebody who kicks him. Right. And it's like, you know, like stop doing that. Or like, you're scaring the kids or things like that. <laughs> and I've always felt really bad for him because, um, and that's such a big part of his character where he continues to do that in spite of how people treat him or, or react to him. And I think maybe, maybe, you know, people in the mental field in particular, it might be weird for them, but I think that there is something about that. And I've experienced it a lot where like when you want to do the good thing or the right thing, it, it doesn't always turn out well for you. And in many cases, I mean, professionally, I've, I've suffered uh, multiple times because of that, because doing the right thing was was not the thing that people wanted you to do, <laughs> and uh, it's cost me. And I remember when I was a kid, uh, there was a time when I was in uh, elementary school. I went to a Baptist um, elementary school, and they gave awards for like different classes, most like hundreds on tests and things like that. And the biggest prize that they gave, the biggest trophy, it was huge, was the Christian Character Award. And I remember one year as a kid, I won that award. And I don't think that won me any friends. I don't think that did me any favors whatsoever <laughs> as, a, as a kid in elementary school. No one was like, cool, you have the best Christian character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like, you're the, you're the, the, the most do-gooder, you know? That, that's not what happened at all. So I'm, I'm curious uh, if you've had any experience with that or any, any thoughts about that idea of the people. Like, and, and I know that, um, Lauren, you actually looked up the research article that was being cited in that um, Big Think article that I read. Mm-hmm. I only perused it, so I don't even know how related it really is to the conversation. It's just that the, the general article that, that I read kind of inspired this line of thinking. Josue, do you want to um, give us a, like, three sentence on what that research found? Lauren would probably be better with that because I remember the I remember the big think article which once I started reading the actual article I was like oh this is typical media reporting very generally on the abstract and not reading the article yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> they did like a um, a game that involved money and um, the the people who did the good choice ended up getting punished by the people who did the bad choice. So that their theory is that when people are competitive, whoever is cooperative and they're considering that like do-gooders, then other people, instead of praising them or, or thanking them, are pretty much like attacking them. And they created a game to prove their theory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, and it seems sort of uh, theoretically linked to the idea of social loafing, which is when um, you have a group of people like one or two will do majority of the work and the rest will just sort of hang out and 
coast on the other's hard work. Um, perhaps you have experienced this in a group project at some point in your life. That's like every group project I've ever been <laughs> yep. on. Yes, it is. Uh, in in elementary, middle, high school, college, less in grad school, um, but that that's been the norm for me in yep. group work. We can relate because yep. we're all nerds. <laughs> and none of us are the social loafers of course not we're all the do-gooders um but but yeah it's um you know it's a a study that was done through a university so all of the participants are university students um it looks like they had mm, about 130 participants and then they yeah they did an experimental design so they had one group do the experiment and, and a control group to compare against. Yeah, it doesn't seem like, you know, world-changing stuff to me. Again, it was, like, it inspired this idea for for this conversation more than anything. Dang, Josue, throwing some shade right there at this, at this Pretty time. much. I mean, bring me any study, I'll probably be, I'll probably find something. Well, I think it's, it, it does speak to an experience a, a lot of us have had, and you know, I grew up very much um, going um, or uh, growing up in a household where doing the right thing was definitely encouraged. And it was something that I tried to do. And my favorite show, um, Star Trek, was also a show where I was trying to uh, live up to those aspirational goals of humanity improving itself. And while I joke around about school, it didn't impact me too much in school, this idea that there are, there is social loafing and, and sometimes do-gooders get punished. But definitely in the workplace is something that I noticed. When I was working um, jobs in high school and also now on the other end of it, um, being out of um, training and working in a hospital site, wow, there are a lot of politics involved. Um, we don't have group work, but we have committee work and a <laughs> lot of the same kind of stuff lays out over there. And it's what I've realized is a lot of these aspirational goals I had of doing the right thing have sort of become how do I not get in trouble and get by and do enough of the good thing? That That's kind of what my life has become, um, which is not what I was raised to believe and raised to aspire towards yeah i was like that's not very aspirational like that's that no. doesn't, sound, doesn't sound so great it's very pragmatic it's very pragmatic i i, I want to do guess. good in my sphere of influence and at the same time i don't want to do so much good in an academic environment where you get plowed with more and more work so that you are now doing 10 times the work that you really should be doing. Or you get blacklisted or you get fired. Like, sure. Like I've been fired. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last line in this article, I want to read to you because it's basically what Ali just said. Our study suggests that perhaps the best strategy for social competition in any of these areas is to be good, but not too good, lest one make enemies of those who are merely good and thus receive their punishments. Right, right, right. Yep. It's like standing out as being too good threatens other people to the point where they're like, well, I'm going to knock you down a peg, which like for sure have experienced that. Yeah, it's uh, it's tricky. Like uh, 
one of the ways in which I try to quote unquote do good in the workplace, this is like a really important thing to me. I, I, I try to do it anytime and I'm, I'm in a group environment. Um, the most dangerous thing to a group is groupthink. When everyone in a group environment is rallying around a leader and uh, they don't feel comfortable sharing perspectives that might disagree with the leader. Some of the biggest problems in history have come from groupthink. And something that I really try to do is speak to the elephant in the room, speak to the issue that's on people's minds, but they don't feel comfortable sharing. And the best organizations make it safe for you to share um, different points of view. And there's been times when I've done that in a variety of organizations where you will get punished if you say that thing that we need to talk about but you're getting pressure not to talk about it. And it, it's a different way of thinking about doing good, but that is one that uh, frustrates me the most. The one that gets me in trouble the most is a version of that, which is calling people out on bullshit. You know, this is <laughs> just like, yeah, I heard everything you just said, but, you know, most of us know that that's not true. So, uh, so and now what? That wins you a lot of friends, right? That's, uh, yeah, that one, that's usually the one that gets me in trouble the most. Been, uh, I'm very good at it now. <laughs> <laughs> My whole life. Uh, yeah. Well, you uh, and I have talked about how, um, we can sometimes come across as assholes for doing these things. You once called me a dick, uh, for doing <laughs> exactly this. <laughs> yes. I think. My exact words might have been, sometimes you can come across as dickish. Hmm, I, I don't know. I kind of remember it's like, sometimes you can be a dick. But it may be, I mean, you know what? Those tomato, are, tomato. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, dick, dickish. I, I was proud no, either way. Because... <laughs> uh, not because uh, not because um, necessarily because you thought I was a dick that hurt, but just the the idea that you know afterwards you were like I appreciate that to an extent. Eventually we got to that point, yeah. Yeah, and that was also me trying to speak to the elephant in the room, right? Um, Lauren, have you ever been called a dick by Ali? Uh, no, Lauren, is this something that you have experienced or do experience? Getting called a dick? <laughs> sure. <laughs> The the do-gooder getting shot down stuff. Um, well, okay. I don't know that I have a specific example in a professional sense. Um, and perhaps that's because I've been lucky in, in my jobs where uh, people I've worked with have valued good doing. <laughs> um, but I remember... Uh, when I was in, like, sixth grade, uh, I got bullied by some kids because I was being supportive of a friend who was, um, I don't know, crying during lunch for whatever reason, and, uh, they called me, in, in a derogatory fashion, they called me a lesbian because I was, you know, rubbing my friend who happened to also be a girl's back while she hmm. cried. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then, I don't know, I've, I've definitely interacted with people who, at least in the gaming community, the phrase try hard is like a shameful thing. But to me, it just is very related to the, the 
do-gooder idea of like, of course I want to try hard. Why wouldn't you try hard? But What, the, what does that mean, Lauren? I haven't heard that. Be- I mean, I'm not as much into the gaming community. I haven't heard that before. I mean, from like a logical perspective, it, it's, it's literally it's someone who tries hard. But uh, in, in games, it often means like the person who... Uh, is really bossy in a competitive team hmm. zone or someone who's like r- like really critical of other players how they they play is like oh you're okay. not you know you, you haven't min maxed your character the right way or you didn't do the quest in the in the you know most efficient order or whatever um and sort of using that as a a way to to make a social hierarchy where it's like if you're the best at the game or the most invested in the game, then that's actually bad. Mm. Sort of fits back into the um, the antisocial uh, punishment in the right. article that I was talking about. It's like basically there's like a, a bell curve. And if you get too good, people start um, asserting themselves to try and knock you back down into the middle area. Right. Yeah, that happens in in sports and games a lot. I think it, it goes to the competitive uh, aspect of the article. Yeah, yeah, just sort of the idea of being so good that you're making average people look worse, and they don't like that. They like to maintain their averageness. Yeah, yeah. You're making them feel worse. Yeah. That's that's the problem. So one example that uh, I did want to get to, and Lauren, you started talking about it, which was around bullying, which is like, I'm sure not in every situation, but the bullies tend to have maybe more friends than the guy who's sticking up against the bullies do you remember the old uh, uh psa commercial where the kids are bullying the kid in the bathroom and they call him a chicken and then he told them oh yeah well you're a turkey <laughs> remember that <laughs> no but, no, but that's thank great. you yeah. for telling me <laughs> and you need to see this this video i used to play all the time i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure there's a few listeners i can i can think of that uh know exactly what i'm talking about like that kid was not cool like i remember i remember seeing an anti-bullying psa and thinking the the anti-bully kid i want to punch him it was like <laughs> right when i was a kid i was like that's that's not coming across correctly but i think because it's hard i think it's why is it that when you were consoling some somebody for something like all of a sudden you were attacked you know and that was my experience as well like I lost I've lost friendships for stepping in trying to defend someone else I've lost jobs for that too it's just a different version of it but that's something that th- the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because I think that the helping professions which is really what our our audience encompasses what our community consists of in one way or another these are people who care about helping other people through different professions and even just through even just through the idea that media matters right that there can be some sort of benefit from games or from movies or from tv from these things that we consider fun we think that there is some sort of uh, benefit that can come from them so i th- i think you know all these people are are helpers like everybody want, wants to help and i i do think that there's like a cost to that a lot you know the example that you gave or or the the place where you navigate Ali where you said at the beginning right I mean it's I agree it's a very pragmatic one right to do any good sometimes you have to just do less good um, right. I exist at the at the extremes <laughs> I, I think I've expressed that already but I know that people deal with that in in different ways and it's something that I, I think a lot of people in the community deal with and I would it's it's a conversation I wanted to get started because 
don't know, like when we, other than Spider-Man, how often do you see heroes portrayed in media that are really, I don't know, like shot down? I mean, I'm sure there are way more examples, right? But it's like, it's, there's a cost to it. And I don't mean like the, you know, the hero dies at the end. I mean, like, you know, there's, there's a huge cost to it. Um, um, it's hard. So, uh, a few things. So one, one Josue, you're talking about how bullies sometimes have more friends. And there's a great book that came out, um, uh, I think last year, popular, um, The Power of Lockability in a Status-Obsessed World by uh, Mitch Prinstein. And he talks about um, how a lot of that status-oriented popularity is so much of what the culture of middle school and high school nurtures. But those that status-obsessed popularity is not what tends to um, help people in life later on down the road and having a smaller but closer uh, group of friends that you really care about seems to help out more so that's I think a cool one that's linked to some of the stuff we're talking about but as you're talking about heroes who um, and some of this more realistic portrayal I I think you're absolutely right about Spider-Man there aren't that many other examples a lot of superheroes or a lot of superhero films tend to glorify the the superhero there's a few that come to mind like the uh, end of the dark knight right is a is a big exception oh, yeah yeah you yeah know? he's like okay i'm gonna do this and then everybody's gonna hate me because it's for the greater good this is what needs to happen yeah you know and i think the, that movie stood out because of that because it took that turn at the end I also think the the first Man of Steel brings up some of these themes, and some of these themes get played out um, in Batman versus Superman as well. But it, something that I think is cool that the DC Universe is doing, the DC Universe seems to play with this idea a little bit more than the Marvel um, Universe. That's, a, has that's a good point, Jonathan Kent. The version in Man of Steel, he's like. Don't show your power. Like, I love you, and I don't want you to get hurt. Yeah. So don't use your powers because the world will hate you Yeah. if yeah. you if you use your powers. And he is such a strong believer of that, again, because, like, he cares so much about his son that he he doesn't show his powers, right? He is in hiding until he's, like, in his 30s. Well, and he, he would rather let himself die than his son be outed um, mm-hmm. yeah, for his, hurt. Yeah. his powers. Yeah. Um, I think something else that's interesting here about real life heroes is a lot of them don't really consider themselves heroes. They don't, they might not consider themselves a do-gooder. A lot of the um, interviews that you find with uh, everyday heroes is they, they say something to the effect of, well, I was just doing what anyone else would do in this situation. Um, so they might not identify themselves as a good, as a do-gooder. But I mean that could also be a a tool for for avoiding the um, anti antisocial punishment. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, is that a learned behavior to sort of like, oh, you know, don't like, oh, anybody would run into that burning building to save the box of kittens. Anybody <laughs> would do that. Firefighters like, no, you know, like I please, like no thanks are necessary. It's like, oh, he's such a great firefighter, and then it's like. I kicked ass. I saved so many people. I am so good at my job. I am amazing. It's like, look at this asshole. I don't want him yeah. to save me from a fire. <laughs> and I wonder what the what the difference is between the audience, right? Does a firefighter, you know, say, oh, like, I, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing what anybody would do, you know, in front of the local news host. 
uh, cameras, but then when they go back to the fire station with their friends, they're like, hell yeah, I'm hot shit. Get it, guys? Because we're firefighters. Ha ha ha. I'm the best <laughs> that's, boy. That's High-fiving <laughs> each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I it's, saw what you I did mean... there, Lauren. That was nice. <laughs> hmm. That is interesting. And I think yeah. it's more pervasive than... than... Yeah, it's way more pervasive in, in many, many different areas. I guess this was a good article to <laughs> to look at because like you mentioned you mentioned at home, you know, you were taught to be good, Ali. Right? Yeah, like well like yeah. but I think most people <laughs> I think most people, um, that that tends to be the case. But then when you're in other environments, right? Um, that's that's not the case. And you know, the idea of having like a close group of friends that like value each other, uh, doing that, I mean that's this, this is what I'm thinking about. Like the geek therapy community is that like, we're all patting each other on the back and, and celebrating each other's wins. But we exist in a, in a, in a larger world where many times and most of us are alone entirely. Right. Um, either, either literally alone, like in a private practice where you, <laughs> right. Where there's nobody else. Um, you don't even have coworkers per se, but in other cases, like you're the only person in that institution who upholds those particular values or, or there's nobody there who appreciates those values that may be core to who you are. Yeah. Something that a lot of people who aren't in mental health don't realize is how lonely it is to work in mental health. And that might sound a bit paradoxical because uh, you might say, well, isn't your job to spend all day with people and helping people? And yeah, my job is to spend all day helping other people. They are not there checking in like, Ali, how was your weekend? How was your day? How's this thing going that you're really stressed about? Um, it, it can be such a um, lonely and isolating world when you spend most of your day helping other people. The, the times that I've been the least lonely um, as a um, practicing psychologist are the times when I worked in a psychiatric ER in an inpatient unit and places where you would think I would be so much more stressed because of how people they are really in um, in a difficult place. But that was the time when I felt the least lonely is because we worked in teams and our office was in teams and we visited uh, patients together and it felt like much more of a community. So yeah, Josue, I think you're, you're right on here. A lot of people in the mental health world um, do feel alone. Well, and I think that a lot of them don't also. I mean, a lot of people are, are working on teams, in teams. A lot of people, like the majority of people working in mental health are not in private practice or just seeing clients one at a time and then that's it. Like uh, there, there's, I don't think it's like the majority that are alone. I mean, even most people in mental health aren't seeing patients. Uh, exactly, exactly. Well, and not in that scenario, right? Yeah. Not, in, not in that setting, like a one-on-one um, yeah. that are completely isolated. Yeah, so I'll, I would push back on that. And then, and I think that in general, a lot of professions are super lonely. <laughs> very, right. very, very, very uh, isolating and, and lonely. And, you know, like some people, like my mom used to work for the IRS and she felt like, you know, she was helping a lot of people. Like people were calling pissed about their taxes <laughs> and she was helping them out over the phone. And she felt really good at the end of the day. She was like, I help, I help people 
like solve a problem. I felt really good, but she wasn't like, she didn't have peer supervision. She didn't have weekly uh, <laughs> meetings with her supervisor um, about performance necessarily. Like it wasn't like, it was super isolating in that sense, even though you're working with people every day. So I think that's something that a lot of people can, can possibly relate to as well. If you haven't heard, Geek Therapy is on Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform where you can support some of your favorite creators. Members support this podcast and the entire Geek Therapy Network, plus they gain access to exclusive and behind-the-scenes content, including our monthly GT book club. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a member at patreon.com slash geektherapy. Again, to support Geek Therapy directly and become a member with access to exclusive perks, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy. Okay, so the reason why this we had that whole conversation <laughs> about um, like the, the people who do good there being a cost to it, whether it be social or mostly social, but but it could be uh, other costs as well. It all started because I was trying to think of a name to use to refer to members of the community. So Ali, you have a suggestion? Uh, I have two. Um, okay. One, the, the bigger one is I think it has to come from the community. Um, it has to be from the ground up. So I think Asking people on this episode is a great idea. So I'm looking forward to seeing what people say. The other thing I was just thinking about is, have you, have you just thought of just geeks? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Why would I? That just no. seems like that would be the clear go for that. Uh, nope. Like in your mailing list, like specifically, like dear geeks or hi nope. geeks. <laughs> Nope, I can't do it. I cannot do it. I don't understand how you can't do that because that seems like a no-brainer. Oh, that's like, no, because we are a niche within geek culture. You know, it's like, even if that's a thing that we all have in common, I think it's, I think it's, I feel it's too broad. That's my opinion. Can't do it. Why do you find it so funny, Lauren? <laughs> just, just opening an email that says, sub geeks. <laughs> Exactly. See, Ali? That's kind well, of what I'm I mean, thinking. it's I'm like, like well, it is half of the name right there. Nice. And it, it is and it's a big um I super identify as a geek. Like that that would that's in my top five in my identity right there is um I love that term. I own it. I have a shirt that says geek. I um it it just it feels so right to me. That's why I was recommending it. No. <laughs> <laughs> More suggestions. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with Ali. I think that this should come from the community, that they should f- find their own name. I don't, you know, like, you don't make up your own nickname, or if you do, you're kind of lame. <laughs> you gotta you gotta let other people give you a nickname. Or in this case, the community as a group of people giving individuals within the group a nickname. I disagree with 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 what you said. Look, I'm just bitter because I've never had a cool nickname. Okay, this mm-hmm. this is where it's yeah. all coming from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Lauren basically wants a community to come up with a nickname for her. I think I think that's what's yeah. what's happening. Oh wait, right now. no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think you're lame if you come up with your own nickname. It depends on the nickname. Of course, that's, that's, <laughs> it's got to be good correct. if you come up with it. It's got to be yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think the community should have uh, a, a name that's like totally unrelated to geek or therapy. Just so when new people join in, they're like, I don't get it. And then it's like part of the onboarding process is like, there's no reason to it. It's all a goof. And that's fun. People like goofs. 
you had me. You had me at the beginning. <laughs> had, yeah. So so definitely not not uh, geeks. Definitely not going to. It's it's also maybe it's just because it's one of those words that I've used so often. You know, like when you have a word and it stops, starts like losing its meaning or it starts sounding weird. The more often you say it, that's what that's what geeks is for me. There are days when I'm like, man, why do I call it geek therapy? Like as a whole, I'm like, that's a good name, but I'm like, geek is like. That word is used a lot, and I'm and I'm with Ali. Like I identify, if I had to list my identities, the first one I would list is geek. It's definition, not necessarily the the, the word itself. <laughs> not because I love the word, but because of what it represents. It's uh, it's funny that both of you guys are coming from that. I mean, I guess it's not that it's pretty usual for you two, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I didn't really use the term geek especially self-referentially up until i started on this podcast i really preferred nerd over geek mm-hmm. yeah um, that's okay I'm, I'm warming up to geek now i yeah. do like that i do like that double e k <laughs> i kind of like the idea of just starting call, to call everybody nerds <laughs> all the members of geek therapy are nerds yeah uh, sub nerds like, just to go up. that that I don't feel so weird about. You yeah. have to spell it though in a funny way. You have to be like K N E R D. No, what? No. Come on, stop no. it, Ali. I don't know. I'm trying to help you... out here. I'm not. I'm not cool. Are you really trying to help? So uh, how? I wonder how much it would cost to get the um the nerds candy image <laughs> license. We'll get those cute little the little nerds with faces, but then it'll be in Geek Therapy Green. Mm, okay. Okay. Why don't Why don't we have a a mascot. We should get a mascot. So, didn't you have one? Yeah, so, so yeah, so kind of. I mean, I remember something. Yeah, on back Geek when Therapy. I Yeah, back when our logo was like two pieces of clip art put together. <laughs> I considered one of those pieces of clip art our our, our mascot. Um, and then I was like, well, you know, I know better now. <laughs> <laughs> So, but that comes that comes with 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 time with age, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'm also open to a mascot on our Twitch channel. Uh, Zach, who streams um, every week, he's got this dog Bruce, and like I love the idea of do- of this dog being kind of like at least for the Twitch channel, um, like this. Uh, Lauren made up <laughs> an image of him with a Batman mask. You did do that, right? Or am I, I, did. I imagining? I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still think that that should be. One of our Twitch emojis, but no, I, absolutely. I, yeah. You have to send me the, the right size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm still yeah. waiting on good pictures of Bruce. But Bruce, yeah. Bruce is a corgi, and with the Batman mask, which so is hilarious cute. because like Bruce Wayne is Batman, but Bruce the corgi. I feel a, like <laughs> perhaps knowing Zach that uh, Bruce was named Bruce after Bruce Wayne. I'm yeah, it's very possible. That would be that would be my guess, and I'm mm-hmm. not a betting person, but I would bet on that one. It would not surprise me. Yeah, I'm just waiting on a high res picture of Bruce. This is a true story. This is, yeah. I asked him for this a long time ago. Yeah, what, Zach. I don't know if Zach listens to this, but if you do, Zach, uh, when are you going to take Bruce to his uh, fancy headshots? <laughs> exactly. Uh, you got to get those <laughs> professional photos. Yeah. So, are there <laughs> mascots aside? I mean, also. Please provide suggestions for mascots. Uh, but um, are there any names that are um, used to refer to members of a community that you really like? I, I 
think in a lot of the communities I've been in, there's been this division. So geek versus nerd is is a big one. Uh, Trekkie versus uh, Trekker is a big division. I've always been on the Trekkie side. I've never heard Trekker. You've never? Oh, it's it's such a divisive, um, or as Patrick Stewart would say, divisive issue. Uh, (laughs) uh, Well, and then, Josue, there's like one of the biggest fandoms out there, Star Wars. There is no name. There is zero name for the collective fan community of Star Wars fans. Um, So, I don't know. Maybe this is why I suck so much at coming up with names. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> sums that up. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, do you have any that you can think of? Examples of, of names? Yeah, that you like. Um, yeah, yeah. That I like? That's a harder one. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. Give me some that you don't like. I we mean, can, we can like learn from Harry negative po- examples. Harry Potter, Potterheads, I guess, is one I've heard. Um, this is this else? is you're going down a list that you don't like, right? I'm just going down a list that I can literally remember. Okay, okay. <laughs> There's no judgment passed on this point. <laughs> um, what else? Does Steven Universe have one? Uh, I don't know if there's one for the fans, but there's the the Crewniverse for people who work on work the show. There. They That's have true. a name. That's true. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Let me see. I think there is a name. I think I heard it on the official podcast. Let me see. Do you, I kind of like Little Monsters for um, fans of Lady Gaga. Oh, right. Yeah. I think that one's a cool one. Mm. I'm trying to think what else. Hmm. You, you tend to know them more if you're part of a Yeah, I think <laughs> I think what I'm realizing here is I've never fully committed to a community <laughs> enough to get the, the group nickname. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a. I'm just. I'm looking on Google's. So that's why I'm coming up with okay. this. Um, okay. Cumber bitches uh, <laughs> is a great one for many to cover. Half the haters, which I learned from you. <laughs> yeah, half the haters is another. One. But I mean, that's a weird. That's a weird community to to give an example it of this situation. It is. Um, I like Cumber bitches. I do. I think oh Benedict gosh. Cumberbatch is on record for saying he loves that name. Because he's cool. Chris Pine fans are pine nuts. <laughs> that one hurt a little. It hurt. Have you seen the, oh, what is it called? Um, there's an ADHD YouTube channel. I'm sure you know what it is, Ali. There's an ADHD. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, that's a great channel. And she refers to everybody as brains. She's like, hi, brains. And the way she does it, I think it, the thing is just that she sells it. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. Like that made me feel good. You know, that's kind of, I think that's kind of like the, the feeling I'm, I'm, I'm going for. Like I want to refer to the people as something. You're talking about um, how to, how to ADHD, right? How to ADHD. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. It's right, a great right. channel. Yeah. And so I guess that's kind of the feeling. It can, it also doesn't have to be a name necessarily. It can just be like a better greeting than hello. <laughs> just something that, and you know, like I'm like, I love these people, you know, I appreciate you. I want like a term of endearment and I don't, I do not have one and I've been feeling lately and now at 150 episodes of the show that started it all, I'm feeling like I need something there. And maybe it's not a name. Maybe it's, maybe it's something else, but I don't know what that is. I'm just going to keep calling y'all cuties. Smoochies. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> asking the wrong two people apparently <laughs> this way. My, 
one of my friends, when we were planning to launch my YouTube channel, um, she asked me, how are you going to sign off? Are you going to be like, uh, see you later, neurons? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing any. I couldn't come up with anything that like didn't sound horrible. So you're totally asking the wrong person. So so I feel like the, the sign off I want to use is geek out to good. But my ADHD doesn't allow me to remember it. Uh, every episode, so I I never say it. I very rarely even bring it up, dude. But we like, could totally mind, help you out with that. Uh, yeah, please, please, right? Somebody just yell at it. Like, stop it with the bye or after the bye <laughs> do the like <laughs> geek out, do good. Hold on, that was a really good impression of you doing an impression of Lauren setting off. That was thank great. you, thank you. Yeah, uh, last week I edited it out. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I was like, no, I want something else here. <laughs> Message received. Yeah, Lauren, did you hear that? Did you hear that, Lauren? Um, for the record, I think that Lara would have been just as bad at coming up with names as any of us. So just a, I just want to put that out there. Remember the beginning of the episode how I was talking about you uplifting the voices of others? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, wow. Well, what a far yeah. place. Did I tell you about how, I, how it's cost me, for uh, to be honest, every now and then? That's true. That's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So again, as as usual, I'm just going to put it out there. To, first of all, to you here with me right now, live. Um, and if that doesn't work, then, you know, putting it out more broadly. But I, I agree. I would love it if people just started calling themselves something. But now the, the biggest problem, and I'll, and I'll end on this, is that I am really trying to push towards the the idea that this isn't a like what we're talking about the things that we're saying aren't only beneficial to mental health professionals oh yeah and like um lauren uh zach um uh, diana in in colombia those are the people that i see that are representative of like where there's like so much potential um, for the conversations that we can have outside of the mental health community. And it may just be that, like, after all these years, I feel like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, we, we, we've talked about it in that sense. But there's a bro- I think that there's a broader thing um, that we're talking about that isn't only applicable in, in mental health. So teachers, other kinds of, of uh, again, helping professionals, uh, other types of therapists. Um, like, uh, again, Diana is an occupational therapist. Zach is a nurse. Lauren is... Unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I was going to say. Students. Yeah. But eventually, yeah, I think so. So that's why I'm, I I can't like bring it up as um, like, I I can't say geek therapists because there are members of the community who proudly either at their practice, um, like literally like on their, on their practice website or in their material or on their profiles in different places, they identify as geek therapists. And I think that that is amazing. And, but all those people are are actually literally therapists. (laughs) And there's like, again, there's like a broader message. So I don't know. This is, this is just me thinking it's a, the community is way larger than me. This is just me putting it out there, but it would be really helpful (laughs) When I'm writing a message, if I could convey my emotion in in just one term. <laughs> I don't know. Now you got me really liking do-gooders. That's kind of your fault. I really like it now. Let it simmer for a bit, okay? It's simmered, man. We've been recording for an hour. I, I like it. It could. I mean, obviously, I haven't helped our case because, or I haven't helped my case because I, I don't do the sign-off, which kind of took, you know, years to, like, feel comfortable with. We're gonna but do I get it. you. We're going to do it, man. It's yeah, for the, for it. your 150th. We're we're gonna bring it in. We're gonna make it a thing. 
I need to make it a t-shirt too to really solidify it. If it's not a t-shirt, it's not really a thing. Like you, you, I, <laughs> when you described your identity, I identify as a geek and you put so much emphasis on, I have a t-shirt. <laughs> I wear it with pride. <laughs> I think when we sign off, you should say geek out and then we all say together, do good. You like it like that? I don't know. I like Lauren, it like what do that. you think? I'm down for that. Let's do a chant. Who doesn't love, who doesn't love a good chant? I'm only doing it once. I'm not going to start a, a chant. No, 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 no. Oh, you mean like one? I thought like you said you're not, not going to do like, this episode. Geek out, do good. Geek out, do good. Geek out, do good. And then it gets louder. No, that's not the that's not the the plan. <laughs> or maybe I don't know. Speaking I don't know of geeking out, are we doing a geek therapy segment? We're doing it right now. All right. Welcome to our geek therapy segment, where we talk about <laughs> therapy in the most general sense, meaning something that either made you feel really good or actually helped you get through something that was kind of difficult this week. Um, Ali, what do you have for Geek Therapy? I got two that I could spend a lot of time talking about, but I'll talk about very briefly. Uh, the first is my wife and I finally saw the movie Coco. It's the uh, Pixar movie that came out last year. Remember and, Oh, me. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So many feels. To say goodbye. Oh, uh, what a beautiful movie. And it's so much about family and also about... Um, Something that's been on my mind a lot since I became a dad, which is helping your children to become the person that they want to be, as opposed to who you think they should be. And um, and that's something that I'm, I, I hope I, that's an aspirational goal I have. And, and the movie is so much about that in, in many ways. So I loved Coco. Um, I've been singing a lot of the music all week long. Amazing. Good job, Pixar. The other thing I want to mention is um, I think actually Laura was encouraging me to watch this. Um, maybe you too, Lauren. I don't know. I think Laura was the first one to mention it to me, but The Good Place? I just started Hell watching yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Are you watching. Are you watching that with your wife? Uh, we are. We are. We needed good, a new good. show. We needed a new show. And I know we've talked about it here. I don't know if it, we've talked about it on air, but um, people have recommended it. Um, I love it. It is so much fun. And uh, the characters are great. Um, a lot of diversity in that cast. And um, Are you still in the first season? I'm on the first season. We just finished episode seven, I think, of the first season. Okay. And, okay. you know, I, I was holding back because I wanted to bring up examples from The Good Place during this whole conversation. So- we, we brought up The Good Place on the spoilers episode oh. because it was one of those things where, yeah, I mean, nothing. I, can't, I still can't talk about it, but... <laughs> We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. It's yeah, um, yeah. it's it's been a great show, and uh, so much of the show is about w- what does make someone good, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. If folks haven't seen it, if you, it's by the same creator who uh, worked on Parks and Recreation in the Office, and so there is that vibe there. But I think it's it's such a different premise too, and uh, the colors make me feel good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The show has yeah. great sets of color. It's got a great color palette. Apparently, it's been a very colorful week for me with Pixar's uh, Coco and and The Good Place. It's just it's good, good stuff. I recommend it. Made me feel good, yeah. and I watch both with my wife. So there you go. Sounds good, Lauren. What you got? Well, I've been working my way through a bunch of horror movies. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of horror movies and the horror genre in general. But um, I watched this movie called Excision. 
And uh, to me, the sign of a like a good horror movie, of which there are very few, is is horror that like the movie ends, but you still feel it mm. and you still keep thinking about it. And like for the past four or five days after watching Excision, it has definitely been like just gooping around in the back of my head. Mm, very good, very good horror, successful horror. Um, yeah, yeah, I really, you know, the, I, I got into a conversation with, with, uh, my housemate's dad, um, about why people like to watch horror movies. And, uh, that was also geek therapy is getting to have that conversation. Cause I have a lot of theories and there's too many to get into right now, but, um, ask me about it on Twitter, I guess. I love horror. <laughs> that would be a good episode to do soon. Yeah. Yeah, on horror fandom and stuff. Yeah, I've had I've I mean, had a few we, clients who loved it, and the conversations I had with them about why they loved it and how they connected that with the reasons why they were there were really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I I mean, I we don't have to wait to October, but that would be a good October episode. Um, mm-hmm. I yep. also want us all nope, to not watch. that show. No, nope. we're gonna I, do horror please. now. No. Nope. <laughs> Please, I really yeah. want you guys to watch Over the Garden Wall because I really want to do an Over the Garden Wall episode with you. Let's do that. My yeah. geek therapy radio friends. It's so good. I started watching it. It's pretty good. I like it. Remind me and we'll definitely do something like that. Yes. Um, and uh, so My Geek Therapy was, uh, I think, and it, this is kind of like, I miss Media Matters. We got to do one of those segments soon again. But it was um, the finale of uh, Cloak and Dagger. Uh, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it, but one thing that I, I love about this show is, and I've brought this up in the past, is how it has a black character talking about things that are uniquely black experiences in America right now. Mm-hmm. Like a mother telling a child, like, you try to do something good. And actually, this is very relevant to, to this episode. And the mom is like, you really, you try to do something good, but you're a young black man in America. And now you pissed off a whole bunch of cops. Like your life is in danger right now. And it's conversations that you couldn't do with, you know, a whole bunch of other kids. <laughs> and uh, there's there's something about that tone that's been on the show since the very beginning that was uh, um, amazing to me. And in the finale, there's this moment where the characters become heroes. And I don't know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that moment when these characters become this. Like, and, and in the case of Cloak and Dagger, like they are comic book characters. We know that they are comic book heroes but they aren't that in the shows yet and then there's that moment where they become heroes and it was i don't know every time i see uh, a story and and that happens it just it feels so good um and i i feel that the show handled it really well it's just been a show that i've loved from beginning to end and and i really really enjoyed it and there's something again about that reaffirming moment of like yeah like they're gonna do it like they've they've made a decision like they've they've struggled with it but now this is who they are i don't know i love to watch that All right. So I guess that's it for this episode of GT Radio. Thank you so much. Uh, If you haven't, if you're just joining us recently, there's 150 episodes for you. (laughs) The first ones are very different from these. (laughs) What was the first episode? That's right. um, uh, The first episode. An interview? Yeah, I interviewed um, Patrick O'Connor on his Comicspedia website. Yeah. Yep. That was the first episode. Episode. It was 
Now I think it's great, but it, it was kind of a disaster techni- technically, <laughs> <laughs> as, as your first episode should be of anything that you do. It should suck compared to your 150th episode. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> oh, yep. You grow as you go. All right. So uh, definitely join us on Discord, which is probably our place where we have the most active discussions now. Uh, we got attacked by bots over the weekend. So I think that's a sign of growth. It's I think a we're doing passage. very well. Yep, yep. It was very flattering. It was Pokemon Erotica. <laughs> Spammed all over the uh, <laughs> Geek Therapy Discord. I apologize to everyone who was there that morning. But uh, again, uh, very flattering. <laughs> Those bots or, know their audience, I guess. Or you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever way that goes for you. No shame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, and definitely check out the GT forum at forum.geektherapy.com where you can see uh, where it's where we link all of the content across the network. That's uh, all the shows, all the podcasts, all the blogs. And you can talk about other stuff too. Uh, just make sure you register again at forum.geektherapy.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at Geek Therapy. I am at Josue Cardona. Ali is at Ali Matu. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is also on Twitter. Lara, who again couldn't join us, but she'll be back next week, is at Geek Therapist. Thank you for listening. Thank you for for, for being uh, with us. And remember to geek out. Do and do good. good. I kind of like that. I like that. It's a, it's See, a, it's not that hard. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy.